I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah. So on the Mind of a Football Coach podcast today, we have Coach Frank Rocco. Coach, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, Zach. Coach, when did we first met each other, what, 2006, seven or eight, somewhere yeah, around Yeah, it was there? probably in that, in that ballpark when you were coming up here to Liberty. And I, um, I had been on the previous coaching staff at Liberty University, and then I came over to uh, the sister school, which is, a, which is actually a K through 12 school. Hmm. And I, where I've been working for the last 18 years and, uh, you know, got to know you, your dad and, and family and uh, great to hear that you're doing so well. Yeah, I, I was, I, I think back to years ago, I was communicating with your son, Chris, about some yeah. defensive stuff. And then right. uh, he was the head coach for a little bit. And then you yeah, took sure back, too. took back over right. as the, as the head coach at LCA and coach, I would just love for you to, um, just talk through your, your background and where you've been and what you're doing. And then we'll, we'll go from there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I <clears throat> ironically ended up here in, in, uh, Virginia 20 years ago, 20, mm. 22 years ago now. Um, but, but we're, we're Pennsylvania people where, you know, from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, uh, that's where we were, you know, born and raised and brought up in the sport of football. Our, uh, my, my dad was my high school football coach, you know, so kind of, you know, my role model as a, as a father, but then also as a profession, you know, I, I modeled my career, you know, after, after his. Um, and, you know, spent over now 35 plus working years in, in coaching um, I've been in college um, six years out of that 35 and then and then high school, the others, but have been at multiple places in Pennsylvania and then came down here to, to Virginia. I was the offensive coordinator at Liberty University in 2000 to 2004. And then this position over at Liberty Christian Academy, the, the, the sister school, uh, came available, and, and I'm the athletic director and the head football coach here, and I've been here now for 27 years, and, and like you alluded to, there was a, a period probably five or six years ago where, you know, you, you hear about coaches getting the burnout or whatever, mm. you know, I, I think, you know, I was being, I was the athletic director, football coach, we were transitioning from the, uh, the private school league into the public school league here in Virginia, mm. And it was, you know, it was a, really a daunting task to, to undertake. And at that time, I chose to step away from the coaching part of things and just really focus on the, our athletic program and getting, into, you know, getting started in the VHSL um, the best we could. And then uh, two years into it, uh, my son, Chris, who you mentioned, uh, who had taken over the program, uh, Chris had his third child. You know, his family was growing, uh, you know, developing different interests. And, and he came to me and said that, you know, he really wanted to really just get out of coaching altogether and just really be able to focus on family and stuff. So then I, I came back. Mm -hmm. uh, so I've been back the last four or five years. So, mm -hmm. but it's, it's been a, a great run, you know, um, you know, to be able to make a living off of you know, you grow up as a gym rat, you know, of yourself because your dad was a was a teacher and a coach and you're in the in schools and running around the hallways and gyms and stuff. And now to make a living doing that for, for this long has been a true blessing. And 
wouldn't change a thing. Yeah. Like you said, growing up as a coach's son, that's a, a, such a blessing to be able to see your dad do something he loves to do and then to soak, to soak all that in. Did you ever consider anything else as a profession or was coach teacher the only thing you ever wanted to do? Yeah, great question. No, uh, you know, when, when I, I, I went to uh, Penn State University, um, played football there and, you know, as all college athletes, you have aspirations to, you know, make it into the NFL and whatever. And I had a, a couple free agent opportunities, but I never made a team per se. And so I, I you know, I was forced to say, okay, what am I going to do with my life? And um, I, I knew coaching w- was definitely something I wanted to do. But my education didn't really line up exactly with being a high school coach. I wasn't a T. I'm actually my degree is not in education. I'm a business manager. Oh, okay. So um, I, I ended up doing a couple jobs, uh, you know, sell in sales and worked in the health club industry for a while, which allowed me the flexibility to coach high school <laughs> and. Um, so one thing led to another, and one of the schools I was coaching at, the, the athletic director retired. And being that I was managing a health club, I had, I, you know, I had business acumen, you know, from from my my job. You know, I had a superintendent that had the foresight to say, "Man, you don't need all these, you know, certain certifications. You know, you have life oh, yeah. experience." And he gave me a shot and uh, hired me as the AD at, while I was the coach there. And honestly, that that was the, the step that got me going in the, in the direction that I am right now. But it was kind of almost accidental, you know, with the lining up the professions. Uh, very fortunate. Hmm. You talked about coaching in, in college and high school, Coach. Talk about what makes what makes you like high school better. Do you like it better? What's something that, you know, made it, Hey, why do I like, why do you want to stay in the high school realm instead of going back into the the college profession? That's a, that's a great question. Um, You know, I, I really feel like the, the, that age of, you know, 16 to 18 or 15 to 18. And, and you know what I'm talking about. Um, The young men are, they're, they're searching, you know, kids are Mm. just today especially today more more than ever and you know through the the sports if you can help a young man develop an understanding of himself I mean we 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 have you know goals in our program that are bigger than just let's win the state championship Mm -hmm. you know it's more about you know just understanding who you are in Christ you know what what does that mean you know Mm -hmm. and and what but, you know, how does football even apply to that? You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, in my opinion, the, the laboratory of football, there's no mm-hmm. better, you know, because you're going to get punched in the mouth. You're going to get knocked down. You're, you're going to experience tremendous highs. You're going to ex- experience tremendous lows. And if every time I fumble the ball, I think I'm a loser. And every time I mm-hmm. score a touchdown, I'm the hero. And, you know, why was me? Um, you know, you're going to live your life on a roller coaster, you know, so to, to help, you know, we're in a Christian school and to help utilize life experience to help these young men understand who they are in the relationship with Christ and, and that their identity is not in scoring touchdowns or fumbles or whatever, 
um, has really been, you know, my life's call over the last so many years using the sport of football basically as a tool to help these young men understand that. Um, you know, obviously the academic part of things, you know, striving for excellence in, in the classroom and, and, and setting them up uh, a, a program of success that they can be high achieving athletes, but then they can also understand the value of, you know, the education and what that's going to do for them in, in the future. And, um, you, you know, I, I think as coaches, you know, we, we look, you know, I don't know about you, we, you know, we have a parent meeting at the beginning of every school, of every season, you know, and we, mm -hmm. we look the parents in the eyeballs and we tell them, you know, you're, you know, you're entrusting your son to us for the next 10, 12, 14, hopefully 15 weeks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and here's what you're going to get. Here's what you can expect. And, you know, all of those things that I'm talking to you, we lay out to them, you know, we, we you know, we want them to be partnering with us in allowing us to challenge and to hold high expectations and to, and to pull and prod and do whatever with their son to help us achieve those goals that we set mm -hmm. for them, you know, and then ultimately becoming the best football player you can be, you know, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you may come early in the, in this, the, the season and you have a hard time running and catching and whatever. Well, maybe that kid might never start on your football team, but in week 14, 15, he sure as heck better be able to run a better pass pattern. He sure as heck better be able to catch the ball, you know, because he's had 14 weeks of instruction, you know, and if, and if he's no better, we've, we've dropped the ball as coaches, you know, and, um, you know, and then, you know, if all of those things come into order, the championship's going to happen. Mm -hmm. uh, we were very, very blessed this year. We, we actually lost in the, uh, the state championship game here in the state of Virginia this past year. But I mean, it was a magical season. You know, we are, we are the only private school in the public school league in the state of Virginia. And we've been in this league now for, this was our fourth or fifth year. And I mean, it's been a uphill battle. Um, we've, we've overcome a lot of things, you know, a lot of, you know, negative feelings and things like that. And, and uh, you know, we were doing it the right way. And it was a very rewarding experience. And I, I think all of those things that I laid out to you, you know, at the end of the year, when you look in the mirror and you say, did you check all the boxes? You know, did you give the kids everything that they, that you told them that you were going to give them, did, that you promised their parents that you would give them, you know, 15 weeks ago, did you do it? And, you know, this was one of those years where things just came together. So how did you decide to go into the public? school league coach what what made you decide that because you're saying there's only one what made you as the ad say hey that's something that, that we want to do yeah i i mentioned earlier i'm originally from pittsburgh pennsylvania and uh, in the state of pennsylvania and quite honestly if you follow high school sports nationally the state of pennsylvania is in an uproar right now because of private schools and public in the public schools. really i didn't know that okay yes yeah it, it's it's gotten ugly uh, coming out of the basket, the state basketball tournament. Mm. Um, it, it seems like every classification in Pennsylvania was won by a, a private school in the yeah. public school league. You know, mm. um, in my opinion, 
there's there's ways to do it that makes it equitable. Penn State or Penn, Penn State, Pennsylvania, um, they, they they just do do it. They have no like attendance zone restrictions. You know, put, private okay. schools can get kids from wherever they want to get them, and then they 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 put them in the classification where their raw enrollment lands them. If you do any studying, uh, okay. and I don't know what it's like in West Virginia there, Zach, but in, in many states where there's privates and publics that play together, they may use a multiplier, you mm -hmm. know, where they, they take a 1.5 or some multiplier to make the, the private school actually a larger enrollment, which moves them from one classification to another. And that makes it more equitable so that mm -hmm. they're a smaller school and they're playing against school with larger enrollment. So in some ways it kind of levels the playing field. Um, but for our situation here at LCA, um, the, the state of Virginia forever has had a private school league and a public school league. And, and in the private school league, there, there's probably, you know, um, you know, 85 to 100 schools. I don't know exactly what it mm -hmm. is. And then they're broken down into various enrollments as well. But <clears throat> they're very much, it's very much the haves and have nots. You know, there, there are a uh, lot of programs that, I mean, they go out and they get kids from everywhere. They're boarding schools. And they, I mean, they got football linemen from Texas and they got skilled kids from Florida. And, you know, I mean, they, they're very good programs. But then there's others that are that are not very good at all. They they don't put any effort into having great football. They're academic and whatever. Mm. So what we were finding is as as our program became better and better and better and better, we were having to almost become like these like you see those national programs today, you know, that have yeah, to go yeah. here to, to get good competition. And we were, you know, our games were in Washington, DC and Pennsylvania and North Carolina, and so we were traveling all over the place to play good competition, um, and it, that's not what we wanted. You know, we wanted to be a high school. You know, we wanted the kids to experience a crosstown rivalry, where you know, playing against Charlotte Christian or playing against Bishop McNamara in D.C. That was that was great. It was a, a you know great experience, but we didn't know those guys. I mean, it, it, there was no rivalry to it at all. So. Um, over a period of about eight years, I would say, um, our superintendent is a guy from the state of California. Mm. Our principal was a guy from the state of Illinois. And then I am from the state of Pennsylvania. All three of those states have privates and publics play together. Okay. So here we're sitting as administrators of our school. We see the hardships that we're having with our kids having to travel three hours to play a game and then travel back home. It was taken away from study time. It was taken away from family time. So it was like, man, we got to go petition the VHSL to let it, to let us in. It's never mm -hmm. been done before, but why not? You know, mm -hmm. and, and, and we'll, we'll comply with whatever, whatever rules or whatever. We just want to have a real high school experience. So we, you know, eight or 10 years ago, we appealed, they denied us. Uh, two or three years went by again. Our situation didn't improve. We appealed again. They denied us. Mm. And then, three, what did I say, four years ago, mm. it was 2015, so it's probably a little longer. 2015, we actually ended up having to file a suit I'll against the, yeah, the VHSL 
and that was the op- the key to open the door, you know. So nice. now, so now we're in. Um, you know, we play by the same rules that you know we have an attended zone, just like a, a public school would have. Um, you know, so so it, it can't just be kids coming to our school mm-hmm. from wherever. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, so you know, there, there's still a lot of you know malcontents. You know, there are sure. you know people that don't like it or whatever, but. You know, we are totally complying. We're just like another public school. We're just a private school, you know. Um, so we've, we've had some success. And, and with success, um, you know, brings controversy. Mm-hmm. But we, we haven't won a, a, a team state championship yet. We, we've, mm-hmm. we've won region. We've played for states. But in these last four or five years, we haven't won one. So, like up in Pennsylvania, the pro- the private schools are dominating the the mm-hmm. league per se. Mm-hmm. Here, I mean, we're we're finding our way, and we're very competitive. And I would think if you're mm-hmm. a competitor, if you're at one of the local schools, you would say, "Hey, wow, this is one more local school in our league." You know, they're they're competitive. You know, they're they're not they're not winning the championship every year. I mean, I, I think it's good for our local sports in our area here, and um, it's been good for us, though. It's it's really been what we what we've needed. Yeah, no doubt. And then you guys are also unique in the fact that you play at Liberty University's field. That's I remember when I was in when I was playing at Liberty, watching right. you guys play. When we were at home, we'd be eating dinner up in the FOC. Right, right. Y'all right. were on the field doing your thing. Yeah. Talk about that, the logistics of how that all works for you guys, because that's that's rather unique in a, in a high school setting. Yeah. Well, if anyone knows the history of Liberty University and then LCA, LCA, the Liberty Christian Academy, right, the K-12 mm-hmm. school, actually preceded Liberty University. Really? I didn't know so, that. So okay. the, yeah, so Dr. Jerry Falwell, who was the founder of, of the university and Thomas Road Baptist Church, is our is our founder church that mm-hmm. uh, is the is the school that we're is the church that we're associated with? Um, LCA was developed first back in 1971, I think, or somewhere in that ballpark. And, and honestly, it was probably Dr. Falwell wanting to create a Christian school for his own children and friends' children to go mm-hmm. to school. Mm-hmm. And then it grew, it grew, it grew, it grew, and then those kids you know, moved all the way up to senior in high school and they needed somewhere to go after high school. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's how Liberty university was then founded. Oh, so for okay. a, for a, a university level for those kids to move to, and then mm. it exploded, you know? Mm. So, um, but we have the unique relationship, you know, little brother, big brother, you know, where, um, you know, on our campus here, we have, you know, many facilities, but we don't have a high school stadium track mm-hmm. and the whole thing. So we, we have to rent, you know, it's not free. Mm-hmm. We have to rent due to NCAA, um, you know, expectations and so forth okay. to be able to use the facility. But because we're big little brother to big brother, mm-hmm. they, you know, we've been able to work this out for a lot of years. Now, honestly, back in the day, I was coaching over Liberty back in the day when you were playing there. Um, the, the LU football program was, was big, but it wasn't what it is today. Yeah. And, and it is, uh, you know, a Saturday 
is quite an event over at LU. And so right now it's becoming more and more challenging for us to host a Friday night high school football game and then be able to get the TV trucks and all the different, you know, event, uh, you know, uh, surrounding the game days, uh, you know, event stuff that get put up. And so, I mean, we're actually building a on-campus high school stadium this coming year. Nice. This will be our last year that we'll ever use Liberty Stadium and we'll be on our own campus field here in two years. So uh, it is, it's a great, it's a great privilege for kids to play in a beautiful, you know, have you, you've been here recently by chance? Oh gosh, coach. The last time I was on campus was 2011. It's been a minute. It's oh, been a while. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you wouldn't even notice, you wouldn't even recognize it. You know, if you, if I would put a blindfold on you and put you in the middle of campus and take your blindfold off and spin you around, you'd think you're at the WVU or something like that. You know, some ma- you know, major university. It, it's really awesome. It's, it's unbelievable. Actually, I was just thinking back. 2016 was the last time, so it has been more recent than that. But still, we were lost when we went there. Like, <laughs> went there in 11, then came back in 16, and like, what in the world? Where do I? Where do I even go? Where are all? Where are the buildings I went to school at? You know, well, right. they're gone. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's crazy. It's crazy, Coach. If you wouldn't mind, talk a little X's nose with us. Talk about your offensive philosophy, defensive philosophy, and then uh, we'll go from there. That's cool. Um, <clears throat> well offensively i I mentioned i i when i was coaching at liberty university i was the offensive coordinator and um i I, prior to that i was in i was a high school coach up in pennsylvania Mm -hmm. and really developed you know a pro style mindset of offensive football Mm -hmm. Uh, i played at penn state university we were more of just like a a traditional i you know the old school uh, you know um ISO, you know, ISO plays and toss sweeps and play action passes and stuff like that. But as I developed into my own coaching style, I really saw a lot of value in going one back Mm. pro style. Mm -hmm. So that's what we kind of evolved from when I I was coaching high school football in Pittsburgh and now came down to Liberty and I was hired by a guy named Ken Karcher. I don't know if you remember that name. He mm-hmm. was he preceded my brother at, at Liberty, and mm-hmm. I was on that staff. And Ken was the offensive coordinator at the University of Pittsburgh. And then he played with the Denver Broncos and went to a couple Super Bowls oh, wow. in the Shanahan era. So the offense that we ran at Liberty was very similar to what I had developed in my philosophy back in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, high school mm-hmm. days, but it, it took it to another level. You know, what Ken was able to bring from a, an NFL mm-hmm. one back pro style offense, the Shanahan philosophy of zone blocking and all that kind of stuff. And so I just kind of took what I had been doing, melded it into, you know, what Ken was doing and we, we just took off from there. And uh, so what, and that was back in 2000. And literally today, 2021, 22, we're running that offense in high school here, nice. here at LCA. So it's a pro style offense mm-hmm. that we once run, ran in college, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit more watered down, but the, uh, the ability to be multiple personnel, mm-hmm. uh, multiple formations, um, 
but but then still running just a certain amount of plays, you know, where you where the big hogs up front can get, they, you know, they can work together and they know how the, they work together. But then the smoke and mirrors around them formationally and motions and personnel make it look so different to the defense, but we're running the same thing over and over and over and over. So you get really good at it, but it just looks different, you know. Uh, so offensively, that's what we've um, we've we've done, and we've really had some really good success with that. And then de- defensively, um, we, we've ever since I came to LCA, we've been a three-four mm-hmm. base defense, and and we got that from my my brother Dan. Um, when prior to Dan coming to Liberty, he was uh, a coach at the University of Virginia. And he was on the staff with Al Groh, who was the was a former coach at the uh, New York Jets, and he coached with Parcells and and uh, Belichick with the Patriots and whatever. And and they were the three four zone blitz kind of. And so we t- when when uh, I first came to LCA, I took our staff up to UVA where Dan was at the time and got him to teach us three four defense, you know and. And basically, it was what UVA was running at the college level, and we start we implemented it at the high school level, mm. and really had some great success with that. But ironically, and I think you'll find this interesting, when when we moved from the the independent league mm. to the public school league, mm. there were two different brands of football, mm. and the, the public school was more fast mouth, come at you, you know, uh, physical. And the, the private school league was more spread, you know, utilize athletes, huh. good quarterbacks, you know, that kind of stuff. So we we had evolved in our three four defense as being maybe more finesse, if mm-hmm. if you will. You know, we were mm-hmm. zone blitzing and you know you know looking one looking like we were doing one thing but doing something else. So our mm-hmm. success was more based on smoke and mirrors, and you know. Uh, not just hitting you in the mouth. Mm. So we, we transfer, you know, we converted over now to this public school league mm. and we were getting hit in the mouth, you know, we're trying to do our finesse defensive stuff. And they're just hitting us and running down our throats. Uh, so we had, we had to, to make some adjustments. And mm. so we evolved from the three, four, the base three, four to a bear three, four. Oh, okay. And I mean, so basically, we're loading up the box. We're bringing a lot of pressure, and we're playing a lot of zero man behind wow. with with guys. I mean, we're it's not like we've got you know like the highest of level athletes at the skill position, mm-hmm. but when you're playing against teams that were that are predominantly smash mouth football, mm-hmm. you know, high school quarterbacks aren't just going to sit there and tear you apart, you know pinpoint passing and whatever mm-hmm. so we just feel like we're gonna we're gonna stop the run mm-hmm. and we're gonna make you throw quickly and if you happen to throw an accurate ball and you burn us you, you got us you know right. but for the most part it's done what we've wanted it to do you know mm-hmm. we've shut down the run we, we're good enough in the secondary that we don't allow many you know breakaway plays and um you know it's got us back to be you know playing mm. at a high level again mm. where that first year of that transition we were like well, what's going on here what are we going to mm. do you know mm-hmm. um so you know philosophies evolve over time for sure 
yeah, it's cool to hear you say that you've adapted your philosophy because some coaches won't. It's this is what we do. This is how we do it. And, you know, come hell or high water, so to speak, they just going to stick to what they do. But you obviously have adapted to what you have to do to give your guys a chance to win. That's awesome, coach. You know, I, I, I even on the offensive side, I told you when we learned this this pro style offense from uh, Ken Car- Coach Karcher, I can remember him saying that, you know, if you're going to do this, this is what you got to do. You can't vary mm-hmm. from it. So meaning it's one back. Yeah, you know, you run this, you run that, you run that. You can't, re- you know, you don't want to start mixing in too much. And but what what I've found is that to be able to go one back, to be able to go two back, to be able to go one back shotgun, to be able to go two back shotgun, there there has been tremendous value Mm -hmm. in evolving into those kind of things. So Mm -hmm. uh, like you said, sometimes you do get very locked into saying, this is what you do and I'm not going to change. And not that we've made drastic changes over the years, but you have to make those subtle ones to keep up with your team and then what else, the competition that you're playing. Mm, absolutely coach as we land the plane on the on the podcast i would love some yeah. wisdom for a a guy looking to get into the coaching profession what's something you wish you knew before you got into being a coach that would would have greatly helped you in your career if you would have known it prior to becoming yeah. becoming a coach i'll answer it this way um as the athletic director of our school you know, I'm involved a lot of interviewing young coaches that want to come in and, and, you know, get a coaching job. And sometimes it's their first opportunity and things like that. Um, there, there, are, there are so many character qualities, I think, that we as individuals that we possess. And in the, in the, the, the profession of coaching, I think you could, you know, boil character qualities down to certain few Hmm. that, you know, make, or, or, you know, I don't think you can ever ensure success, Hmm. but it, it gives you the propensity to be Hmm. able to have success, you know, and the, the one quite honestly, that, that jumps out at me every single time I sit down with, with a young, a young person to interview. And I think back to my young days and, it's the character quality of, of initiative, you know, and, mm-hmm. and being someone that can assess a situation and then go and deal and deal with it, make the, mm-hmm. make the proper adjustments, do, and, and don't wait around to be told that, hey, go clean this up or, or go do this or go submit your resume or go, you know, I think, unfortunately, today, it seems like so many young kids, they're, they're, waiting around just for somebody to tell them what to do or the wind blows this way and then I'm going to go that way and then the wind blows back this way and I'll go back there Mm. but the initiative to to set out a plan assess what needs to be done and just go and do it Mm. um you know so I think back to my early years and I think how God has had his hand on our my career because I've applied for jobs some years long ago I, we joke, my wife and I joke about it all the time and say, man, just think if we would have gotten that job, if we mm. would have had to, to move to that location, what, where would we have ended up, you know? Mm. And, but but I, I can think back that I had the initiative 
to say, I want to, I want to go and, you know, I might be a 25 snotty nosed young guy thinking I can do something, but I maybe wasn't ready to do it. And God willing, I did, I didn't get it, but I, I put myself out there, you know, and I, and, and through it had a good experience of being interviewed and getting punched in the mouth. No, you didn't get it. You know, deal with, deal with the disappointment a little bit, you know, and mm. kind of pick yourself back up and then go after it again. And mm. so, uh, you know, I, I think that quality of, of initiative and just, you know, just perseverance um, is something that, you know, I think in many, in all aspects of life, you know, kind of can lead you down the path of for success. Hmm. Coach, thank you for coming on. This has been yeah, awesome. Man. It's been so good to catch up. Yeah. Thank you so much. It's great to see you doing well. And, and, uh, um, you know, I'm, I'm not a huge podcast guy, but uh, I mean, I, I know they're the rage today. And I, I think it's pretty cool that, you, that you've taken the initiative to, to put yourself out there. I mean, it's really cool. Yeah. I was telling somebody that the story, it, I started it in 2016. And coach, I was thinking about writing a book or writing something. I, I thought to myself, yeah, I don't think I want to do that because that would be money up front and all that. So let's just do right. this and yeah. get to talk to cool people like yourself, coach. This is great. So, and it's all coaches that you reach out to, is that correct? Oh, gosh. All, all, all different sports or? It's been, I've had county superintendents on, okay. I've had principals, mostly coaches, uh, coaches from all over the place, from Virginia, from West Virginia, from Florida, from Georgia, Illinois. Uh, yeah, just try to get a good smattering of people and yeah. uh, talk about life and education and. Right pressing through, like you were talking about, take initiative when you get, when yeah. you get punched in the mouth, what do you do? Yeah. And yeah. All those sorts of things. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Well, congratulations to you. Thank you, coach. I appreciate you very much. Very much. So tell your, tell your dad, I said hello. Okay. I will. He, he listens to these, so he'll, he'll hear it. And, uh, I'll <laughs> ask right. him to reach out to you to, to uh, right. catch up a little bit. Very good. All right, man. You take care.